Says the Gemara, there are four people in history that passed away without ever sitting. Let's see who they are. Says the Gemara, Binyamin ben Yaakov. Binyamin, one of the Shivatim. Amram, Avi Moshe. Amram, the father of Moshe. Yishai, Avi David, the father of David Amelech, Yishai. Vekilav ben David. David had a son by the name of Kilav. He never sinned. Four people in history that never sinned. Let's review. Binyamin, Amram, Yishai, Kilav. I bet that when people were wondering who these four might be, they were, they were ready to listen and hear names of personalities in Jewish history that everybody knows about, like Moshe Rabbeinu, like Abraham Avinu, like David Amelech. You expect to hear some of the great personalities in our history. And it's very, very shocking that these are people that, I mean, I bet collectively here, we don't know much about all of them. How much do you know about Benjamin, the son of Yaakov, besides that he was his youngest son? What do you know about him? What do you know about his accomplishments? What did, David, what, what did Benjamin do in his life? No idea. Nothing. Yosef, I know a lot what he did. Benjamin, I know Reuben. I know, I know about Levi, Yehuda. Uh, Benjamin, what did Benjamin accomplish in his life? I don't know. I'm sure he accomplished, by the way. I'm just saying, we don't know about it. What did Amram accomplish in his life? Besides being the father of the great family, Moshe and Aaron and Miriam, what did he do in his life? No idea. What did Yishai do in his life? The Gemara says he, he was a, a very big man, but we don't really know much about his history. Kilav, I don't even know if we know his name. The word Kilav for many people, when they see Kilav, they never even heard of the name. The other ones, they heard of the name, but they know nothing about them. Kilav, you know, nothing not only about him, that he even existed. And it's surprising if someone would tell you, give me the four greatest people in the history of Am Yisrael, the history of the world, the four greatest people. None of these people would show up even though they were very great people. But they would never make it to the top four. I'm not sure they would make it to the top ten. I don't know if they would make it even to the top, I don't know what. They're not, they're not in our circles. We don't, we don't talk about them. We don't even name our children after them. Binyamin, yes. Amram, Yishai, Kilab, nothing. Why are they listed as the four greatest people when we don't know anything about them? Something is off. 
So the truth is, the Gemara never says they were the greatest people. It's a mistake. Well, I tell you, I think the way we approach our life is that we measure our success when we measure a lack of sin. Meaning, there are many, many, many people, whether they say it or they feel it, they're very proud in their life when they say things like, you know, I never steal, I never cheat, I never lie, I never hurt people, I never embarrass people, I never make people uncomfortable. My whole life, those are the principles that I live with. And they feel tremendously accomplished because of it. To the point that if you would tell them, you know, you got to step up. Say, you know, you know, my whole life, I don't do this, I don't do that, I don't do this, I don't do that. Again, whether people say it or feel it, it's one and the same. People feel in this world extremely accomplished when they don't do anything wrong. So when you hear four people that never sinned, automatically in your mind, if they never sinned, so these are the greatest people. But that's a mistake. Because as David came over to me this morning and told me something, he reminded me of something. That's why I'm talking about it. When Hashem created the world, as we mentioned yesterday, Hashem sacrificed perfection in order to give us the ability to be His partner. He made a world that wasn't perfect. He made a human that wasn't perfect. That's a very big sacrifice. By the way, that's God's humility. You see, God's humility is anava. You know, a person who can do everything perfect and decides for a, a purpose, a good reason to not do it perfect, it's a knock on his perfection. You know, you know how many people walk around the world and have a complaint on the Creator? What kind of messed up world they made? You know, every time a person complains in life, he's really knocking the Creator of the world. Every time people say like, ah, this world's no good. People have this way of commenting, ah, I don't know. You know, that's the world. Yeah, that's the way it is, you know. It's a rough world out there. You've heard people make comments like that all day long. People are constantly either complaining in general or complaining about specific things. Every time somebody complains in this world, it is a knock on the creator of the world. Imagine you worked hard to do something and people all day long are saying, oh, Ass, terrible. That thing you made, oh, we get it. Imagine you spend money and you work so hard to make a beautiful wedding for your daughter and you're outside and people walking out saying, oh, that was a horrible wedding. 
Ah, can't believe it. What kind of wedding is that? Disgusting. How would you feel? I think you wouldn't feel so good. And you would do something and make something and people walk away saying then it wasn't good, they're not happy, not satisfied, complaining. It's, a, it's not a great feeling. Well, you should know every time that a human on this planet complains about the world and whatever's going on in the world, that is a direct knock on the creator of the world. Maybe sometimes they don't mean it that way. When we complain, not always do we mean it that way. We're not thinking, but that's really what we're doing. That's why complaining is a terrible, terrible, terrible crime that a person should really work on never doing. Never to complain about the world that we live in. It is a direct hit on the creator of the world. Not nice. You're telling him, you don't like this, you don't like that, the way he made that, the way he made this. It's too cold. So hot, so everything is a reason to complain. Everything at its opposite is a reason to complain. Well, guess what? It could have been not like that. It could have been a perfect world. Hashem could have made a perfect world where nobody would have even room to complain. How, how special is that? And in His amazing humility Hashem gave that up so he could benefit us as we mentioned yesterday that's humility humility is the ability to do something that you can but for the greater good you won't even though personally you may get hurt from it that's right it says in Tomer Devorah, that Hashem is called the Melech Alu or Ne'elav, which means Hashem is the humiliated one. He's humiliated. Humiliated. Why is he humiliated? He says because he's always giving people all what they need to do what they do. And so often, the very energy and gifts that God gives them are used against them. And he has to sit there and take it because he's giving them the chance to maybe one day they'll wake up. Maybe one day they'll do the right thing. The energy he gives them, they use against him. Hashem could have stopped them and they can't do anything. He could have frozen them and they can't do anything. Every time a person does something terrible, God could have stopped them. And then there would be less Hilul Hashem. In the world, when people do bad things, it's a Hilul Hashem. When people don't follow the basic rules of life, it's a Hilul Hashem. So much of what we see today in the street is a Hilul Hashem. Even in the Goy world, it's a Hilul Hashem. Hashem could stop that. He could take away all. He's the one giving them the energy. He could just go like this and it's gone. They won't be able to say a word. But he doesn't because the world, in order for us to succeed, we need to have free choice. And part of free choice is that God will not get involved when we do bad things. Because if he did, then there'd be no free choice. 
So in order to help us, Hashem gets humiliated. People act directly against Him. People talk against Him. All of that, He sacrificed. Why? Because it's better for them that I do it this way. This way they get to step up and be my partners. They have free choice, so I have to keep quiet when they do the wrong thing. Because if every time they do wrong, I step up and do something, there's no more free choice. So I have to stay humiliated to give them the chance to be able to accomplish. That's, a hum that's humility. Part of humility is aiming, able to take the hit in order to do something good for others. This Laish Sharim says that's one of the signs of humility. That a person is able to get put down by somebody else and know the right thing to do at that moment and not answer back, not yell back, not do something that was not, not appropriate. It's one of the signs of humility. When you belittle somebody, you could see how they react. Don't try it. It's not a it's not an item you could take into your hands to help other people. But it is one of the signs of humility. If you embarrass somebody, if you humiliate somebody, if you put down somebody, what's his reaction? A humble person is able to handle it. Anyway, when Hashem created the world, the Pasuk says, Asher bara Elohim, La'asot, such a powerful statement. At the end of creation, the creation tells us more or less what Hashem did. But the last words of the creation, after we finish six days, Shabbat, Asher bara Elohim, he says, okay, so why did Hashem make the world? La'asot, he made this world so we can do, not that he can do. Bara Elohim, he created this world for one reason. That we can do with him. That we will have the ability to reach godliness by being Hashem's partner. So he made the world specifically la'asot. If he would make the world perfect, where is there room, La'asot? Where is there room for you to do? Asher bara. Asher bara Elohim La'asot. Hashem made the world with His humility, with sacrifice. La'asot. To give you and I the chance to do. Now listen to that word, la'asot. He didn't make the world that you shouldn't do bad things. That's not the purpose of creation. The purpose of your life isn't not to lie. Your purpose is not so you shouldn't steal. Not the purpose of life. That you shouldn't be dishonest. That's not why you're here. Don't ever say, oh, you know, I lived a great life. I didn't lie. I didn't steal. I didn't cheat. I didn't kill. 
You're not here for that. Clear, the Pasuk says. Not Asher Bala Lo La'asot. Asher Bala La'asot. The purpose of life is the 248 mitzvot. Is what you're doing. It's not the 365 don't do's. The 365 don't do's have a different purpose. Let me give you a mashal. And it's really the mashal of the number 248, 365. 248 is the limbs that we have. 365 is the blood vessels, the sinews, the all that is 365 in the human body. A person, his life comes from his limbs. The blood vessels, the capillaries, all that. That's what, as long as the blood is flowing, it gives the limbs the life that's needed to be able to accomplish. If a person would have a blockage, God forbid, in one of his blood vessels, so what would happen is, the blood wouldn't be able to give life to the, to the limbs, and a person wouldn't be able to accomplish. So a person has to keep those blood vessels flowing so that he'll be able to live. But the purpose of life isn't just to keep them flowing. The purpose is the limbs to be able to be alive and well and do. That's how it is with mitzvot too. Mitzvot lotaaseh. Those are very critical. Because if a person doesn't eat right, doesn't talk right, if, they, if you're doing bad things, so it's clogging your spiritual arteries. When you clog your spiritual arteries... You won't be able to accomplish spiritually when you eat wrong. Now people sometimes struggle to grow in life. And little do they know, it's what they put in their mouth. When you eat wrong, you have a spiritual blockage. You can go to a class every day and learn Gemara for five hours and you're wondering why, why it's not making a difference in my life. Well, you clog your spiritual arteries, not your physical arteries, your spiritual arteries. By eating the wrong things, your arteries spiritually are blocked. You can go to learn for a hundred years and people are already the Gedole Hador that you started with them and you're still where you were a hundred years ago because you have a blockage. The spiritual blockage doesn't allow the purity of Kedushah to enter your limbs. So you're not able to do much. You're just learning. But there's nothing going in reality to your spiritual limbs that are supposed to be acting, that you're supposed to be doing. You're not doing more in your life, even though you're learning a lot. Because you're blocked. Because when you eat the wrong things, it's not that you're not doing, it's blocking you from doing. When you use your mouth for the wrong things, 
it blocks you spiritually from accomplishing. It's not so much the sin because you did wrong. It's worse than that. It's the destruction that comes from the sin. The sin is destructive. It's not so much that you're getting Gehinam because you sinned. People say, oh, so because I ate that, oh my goodness, so I'm going to Gehinam. It's not so much that. It's small-minded. It's worse than that. It's worse than that. It's not going to get slapped on the wrist. It's that you're blocking your ability. La'asot. Hashem gave every person the ability to do. As Jews, we have not just seven, not just small jobs. We have a huge ability, La'asot, to do big things in our lives. We have 248 spiritual areas in life to be able to uplift. When you learn Torah, you're not staying away from bed. You're doing something. When you do a mitzvah, you're doing something. The positive mitzvot is what creates the great person. The, cre- the world was created for mitzvah aseh, la'asot. We're here to do. You'll never be able to do if you don't stay away from the 365. If you're going to do the 365, it's not going to allow you to live the 248. But the purpose isn't the 365. Don't walk around being proud of what you don't do. It's very good that you don't do. But that's just the stage. By the way, you get credit for what you don't do also. I'm not taking away credit from that. But if you want to look at the purpose of life, the purpose of life is not what you don't do. That's supposed to be the stage so it could lift you to do. So there are people doing sometimes, but they don't get anywhere. Because they're clogged. They're, they're in the wrong areas. And at the same time, just staying away from bed doesn't give you the ability. Excuse me. Doesn't give you... I said that wrong. Doesn't, doesn't give you the accomplishment. It's just the first step. When you stay healthy, for example, when you, a person stays physically healthy, it's only one step, an important step, so he'll be able to live. He'll be able to do. He'll be able to accomplish. But imagine a guy who just talks about how healthy he is, but accomplishes nothing. So what's your health for? What do you need health for? You don't do anything. You don't take care of your family. You don't have any relationships. You don't do anything. You don't accomplish anything. So you're healthy. Great. But what? Staying healthy is only a step to being able to live. So if you're not healthy, you can't live. But being healthy itself is not living. Living is to do something. To be able to accomplish. Hashem in the first statement after He created the world, He says to all of us, Asher bara Elohim. You want to know why I made this world? Lasot. You hear Tell me what you do. 
Tell me what you accomplish on a day-to-day -day basis. Don't tell me I don't lie. It's not an accomplishment. Tell me what you do. Tell me how much you learn. How much that's called doing. Wisdom. Tell me how many people you help. Tell me how you honor your parents. Tell me how much stakah you give. Tell me about the mitzvot. Tell me about the relationships that you're building in your life. The people that you're building the relationships with. The relationship with Hashem. Tell me about the love that you're building with people and with God. That's called doing. Asher bara Elohim. Don't ever forget that. Hashem says, I made this world la'asot. You're here to do. Which means, that's how you measure greatness. That's how you measure a great day. By how much you did. How much you accomplished. You got up early. You spoke to Hashem. You had a conversation. You built that relationship. You learned. You helped. You did. That's what the day of accomplishment looks like. La'asot. Ramil Allah Shalom used to give a beautiful mashal. He gave a beautiful mashal of a person who was given a big truck, the truck driver. He was given a huge, huge container to drive from the East Coast all the way to the West Coast. So he went on his way. He came back a few weeks later. So the guy tells him, so tell me, the, did the goods get there in time? He says, thank God. He says, the goods got there in time. He, says, how was the, he says, how was the trip? He says, I'll tell you, it was a great trip. The weather was magnificent. No accidents. No potholes. Nothing unexpected. Beautiful. The scenery was gorgeous. Smooth ride. He says, so tell me, when did you deliver the goods? He's old. I forgot to deliver the goods. You know, I was enjoying the trip so much. I got there. I was so excited I got there on time that I forgot to deliver the goods. That's a silly story, right? It's an obvious, stupid story. You forgive me for insulting your intelligence. But if we don't do that every day, I wouldn't say the story. Every day, a guy feels great. Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, no, nope, I don't get involved in that. I don't cheat. I don't do. Okay, well, but what do you do? Oh, I forgot. I, I don't do much. Measurement, la'asot. We're here to do. When you do wrong, it doesn't let you do. But that's not the purpose. So now you understand this given out a little better. This given out is not listing the four greatest people in history. Because greatness isn't measured by what you don't do. They're great people. I'm not taking anything away from them. They're great people. But they're not the most accomplished Jews in history. Not Binyamin, not Amram, not Kilav, not Yishai. David Amelech. Oh, yeah, he sinned, by the way. He made a mistake. But he came out much higher than any of these. He was the fourth leg 
of the Kisei HaKavod. Moshe Rabbeinu, he made a mistake. But he is more accomplished than all of them. Because you know why? I'll tell you why. Because when you're a doer, you know, it's, if you sit home and you don't do anything, and God forbid, that's not what I mean. That's not what they did. I'm talking for us, not them. They did a lot. Ishai was a great Rosh Hashiva. But if a person they don't want to play it safe, you know, I, I'm not going to be involved in any project because if you get involved in a project, people start arguing with you, then you may say the wrong words. I want to play it safe. I, I, don't, I don't want to get involved in those things. I don't want to start helping too many people because, you know, what happens? People, they, don't, they rub you wrong. They, they, then they complain they didn't help enough. And then they, you know what? Play it safe. I'm not going to go to shul because you're going to go to shul. And then people will start asking you for money. And then maybe you're, not, you're going to be a little nervous. And then a guy gets on your skin. And then... You know what? I'll play, I'll play it safe. Basically, if you want to play it safe, just stay home all day long. And play it safe. The minute you put yourself out there, especially let's say you're going to go take a job that's going to be leading You're going to teach people. You're going to lead people. You're going to affect people. There's going to be many more challenges when you're doing and if you're not doing. So when you do more, there's a greater risk of messing up. So yeah, Moshe Rabbeinu could play it safe. But you know what? When you're leading Am Yisrael, any mistake he made was because of his leadership. Because of something that happened with them. Something they caused. So whenever you're doing more, there's a greater risk of doing something wrong. David Melech, because he's so active, there were many more situations where he could rule. So if you play it safe in life, you don't do too much, you don't sin. But the minute you start doing more and more and more, what happens to you? It becomes a little more risky. So you have, you have, you have people in our history that are the most accomplished, the most accomplished, but not necessarily that they live a life without sin. Because accomplishment is not measured by lack of sin, it's measured by how much you do. Again, if you sin, you can't do. But in doing, it becomes more risky, and that's why you'll find the greatest people in our history actually didn't make a mistake because they did so much that it was so much harder not to make a mistake. And that's why, I don't know if you ever realized this, when we give a Brit Milah to a child, we mentioned yesterday about the Brit Milah, not a little we said how Hashem basically made the world not perfect. That was a big sacrifice on his part. In order to give us the chance to perfect. That's what Ibrim Mila is. Notice in the Biracha by Ibrim Mila. They're going to love this. Look at the Biracha that we say by the Mila. We say... We bless Hashem, Asher Kidesh 
ידיד מבטן. אה, ידיד. היפה בברכה. We say, we bless Hashem that he sanctified Yedid. We're calling this child Yedid. So you didn't know that every one of us really has the name Yedid. Every Brit Milah you go to, instead of saying Asher Kiddesh Hayeled Mibedet, instead of sanctifying the child, the word Yeled, by the way, is the source of the word child. Child comes from the word yeled, same letters. Hebrew is the source of all languages. Instead of saying, Asher kidesh hayeled mi Hashem sanctified this baby, we some, for some reason, we call him a yedid. The word yedid means a friend. Yad, yad. Two ends spell Yedid. Means two working together in partnership. Why all of a sudden, when we're under the Hopah, we don't call people Yedidim? Why all of a sudden are we naming this child by a title called the Yedid? We're really referring to the kid. Asher Kidesh Yedid Mi Betem. You know what this kid is? He's a Yedid. And in the end of the Biracha, we ask Hashem, please, El Hai Helkenu Tsurenu. Hashem, please, the living God, our, you're our portion, you're our rock. Tzaveh, which means command, Lehatzil, to save. That this kid's Yedidut. You should save his Yedidut. He's a Yedid now. Hashem, save him. Save the Yedidut in him. That it should stay with him. And he should be Yedid his whole life. What? Because of the covenant, Asher Sam Bibsarenu, that you put in our skin, in our bodies. What is going on? My dear friends, for the people who know how to live this world, right? Da'al Eshur says beautifully. Rabobo says beautifully that this world is called. Olam Hayedidut. Olam Hayedidut means it's a world that is friendly. To most of humanity, this world is not a friendly world. Ah, it's a world full with problems, full with issues, full with disturbances full of unfortunate things that take place or that don't take place. Most people do not live in a friendly world. They, they live in a world where they feel always attacked, a world of fears and anxieties, a world of disappointment, a world of things not happening to bring 
simha into their lives. They don't live in olam ayididut. They live in a lonely world. They feel alone and attacked from so many parts that this world can look like, like you're attacking the person. But a person who is a yedid with Hashem, a person who knows the Brit, Asher Sam Bipsarenu, Hashem says, you see the Brit that I put in your bazaar? You see how I made the world not perfect? I created the extra foreskin, the Orla. And I told you to be my Yadid. I want you to be my partner. And you cut it. You see that in your basar? You see the berid that we have? That we became Yadidim. We became Yadid. We became partners. My hand and your hand. We became together, me and you. That Yadidut is the way you should live your life. I'm going to make in your life constantly things that are not so perfect in your life. Things around you that aren't so perfect because I want you to become my Yadid. I want you to put my hand with me so you could do and we can create something beautiful together. I can do it myself. I don't need you. But I want to give you the chance to be my hand, my holding hand, to be a Yadid. By the brief milah, is when this child became a Yadid. In that moment, when we cut the extra Allah, it is that moment that we became a Yadid with Hashem. It's really the child's mitzvah the father has to do for him. He now is a Yadid. And we pray that this Yadidut continues his whole life. His whole life. He will live in Olam Yadidut. Let me tell you, if you live life this way and you understand that Hashem is running His world and is constantly giving you challenges and opportunities and things and the great things are the challenges and not so great things are the challenges, the, the, all the things that we have in this world, if you see how Hashem is handing His hand to you, is giving you His yad, this morning you woke up, oh my goodness, you had this issue that you weren't expecting. That's Hashem's Yad. And what He wants is that you take your Yad, La'asot, to do something. So you can make the Yadidut together. This world is a very friendly world to those who live with Hashem and understand the message of the Brit Milan. If you understand, Asher bara Elohim La'asot, and you understood what the Brin Milah was coming to remind you. And you live your life that way. All your life you take instruction from the creator of the world. From his Torah. From the world that he made. And you act accordingly. You don't sit and complain. You don't sit and worry. You don't sit and do things that are not to your benefit. You take God's commandments. Whether they come from the Torah or from life. And you live your life that way. You live hand in hand with the Creator. You take what He did and you put your hand to perfect it. You will live in a very friendly world. Things that people complain about, you're using it to make your life better. Things that people are scared of, 
you take it and utilize it to make your life more successful. Living in Olam Hayyididut is the product of a God-fearing Jew who is a Yedid to Hashem. So this is my beracha to all of you gentlemen. My beracha is that you should realize how Hashem set up the world. You should realize what He did or didn't do for us. You should realize why He didn't do it for us. Not just once, but every day of our lives. Take advantage of all the opportunities that come your way to learn, to give, to do, to be involved. Because that's the measurement of your success. And stay away from all the bad things that don't allow you to grow. And Be'ezrat Hashem, we will all live in Olam Yedidut, this friendly, beautiful world that will utilize for our greatness. Have a wonderful day.